the 25th of May, 2006, episode 32. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Rookie Designer is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. There are many factors in the business world that really work against us as designers. Many times we are looked upon as expendable or not really necessary in the success of a business. But how does this affect what we do and how we do it? And does any of this have to do with how we define ourselves? That's what we're going to be taking a look at today. Memorial Day weekend is just around the corner, and you've got a big decision to make. Are you ready to rock? Saturday, May 27th, in the heart of San Francisco, the Red Devil Lounge is the place to be. When Pod Show and the Pod Safe Music Network present Three Bands in a Safe. Three rockin' Bay Area bands with killer live performances. San Francisco's favorite psych, prog, pop, or some griddle. Accident featuring Grouse Spy and Big Mike from the Extra Super Action Show. And I don't speak Chinese, so I'll just never understand why you don't love me anymore. I need a Chinese phrase book. And Michael Butler's own rockin' band, American Heartbreak. Get ready to rock and kick off summer in the city where rock lives on. Three hot bands, one red hot night, American Heartbreak, Freak Accident, and Griddle. Three bands in the city. Saturday, May 27th at the Red Devil Lounge in San Francisco. For tickets and full details, visit events.podshow.com or reddevillounge.com. Be a superhero and be there. Presented by Podjo in the Podsafe Music Network. So a little bit of a different promo today than my normal ones, which are from the Tech Podcast Network. Um, I am a bit of a music buff myself, so I thought I'd throw that on there. So if you are in the San Francisco area, definitely go check out that show. The whole thing is being put on by Podshow. And I got that promo from my buddy Jasper, who also has a great rocket show. His show is called The Plan 9 Rock Show. You can find that at plan9print.com. And also, it mentioned in the promo, uh, Michael Butler. And he actually has a great show also, if you like rock and roll. He has a couple of them, the Rock and Roll Geek Show and the Rock and Roll Geek IndieCast, which is my favorite. And you can find him at rockandrollgeek.com. So before we get started in the news, uh, you may have noticed that I removed 
the ability to make comments on both of the blogs for Quick Tips for Designers and also Rookie Designer. The reason for this is some jackass figured out that he can spam the WordPress blogs in the comments section and put some kind of Viagra, all kinds of, I don't know, it's a comment, it's got about a million links on it. And for some reason, they actually think that you're going to go read this and click on the links and go buy their medicine or whatever it is they're selling. So I was getting a little sick of it because I actually get emailed every time there's a comment and I was getting like five, six of those a day. So I just said, screw it. I'm going to get rid of the whole thing. If you want to make a comment to me, I notice most people don't use that anyways, but if you want to make a comment to me, we give out the contact information at the end of every podcast. Now you can email me, MySpace. You can call in. There's tons of different ways that you can do it without having those comments there. So hopefully you won't miss those. Uh, I have been having some feed problems again. And again, it is because of PodTrack. And PodTrack is the service that I use to measure how many people are downloading the shows. Basically, they give you a, a URL that you put in front of the URL that goes to the media file and it redirects it through their system, and then they can calculate all this stuff for you. But again, I, I went to put up the Rookie Designer last week, and it wasn't working. Usually I'll, I'll put it up to the server, and then I'll go directly into iTunes and make sure that it pops up on the list, and it wasn't doing that. So I took away the, uh, the URL from PodTrack, and it worked just fine. So it's really kind of irritating to me. This is the way that I figure out how many people are downloading the shows, and now I can't do that. So, But I don't want to make it so that the shows don't go up, obviously. I want you guys to, to be able to listen. That's the main point of this. So I might be ditching that service as well. But if you have been experiencing any problems with the newer shows or even the older shows, getting them to, to show up in your aggregator, please let me know because I want to make sure that everything's there for everyone. Uh, we've had excellent voting participation on Podcast Alley. I've been saying it each week. We have pretty much cemented ourselves in the number three spot on the education section. And we have over 50 votes this month, which is awesome. That's like, I don't know, at least 15 or 20 more than we've ever had in one month. So thank you again for doing that. And if you haven't voted, please go ahead and do so. Also, I want to ask another favor because, you know, it's never enough. Um, if you do watch the Quick Tips show as well, there is voting for that one too. So if you could go and vote for that one as well, that would be awesome. Basically, if you're on the Rookie blog, just click right over to the Quick Tips blog. It's the same exact thing. It has the same little form on the right-hand side. Very easy to vote for me, and I'd appreciate it. Finally, a very big piece of news this week, and I want to thank Kitty for pointing it out. She was the first one on the forums there to... Uh, point out what happened. Quark finally released Quark 7. So it is now available for purchase to to buy it for the first time or to upgrade. I'm not sure what the pricing is on it yet. I haven't really gone and looked at it. I actually had a representative call me from Quark today uh, trying to put out the feelers and see if I was going to buy it because I am the one who purchases for my company. So they're they're definitely going the extra mile trying to get everybody on board with that one. So check that out. I want to go ahead and thank Mark for sending in the topic for today's show. And it actually comes from a website that he sent to me, which I'll be giving in the bullpen as the bullpen entry. And I really recommend that everybody 
go and take a look at this website and read through everything that it says because it makes some very, very good points. And I think we could all learn something from it. But we're going to be talking a little bit about what they're talking about today on the, on the show. So the gist of it, they're saying the term graphic, as in graphic designer, the term graphic fails to accurately describe what we as designers do nowadays. And there's many factors that go along with this. And the first one I had down here is, how are you portrayed to your colleagues? Is your job function viewed as important in your place of business? Or do you feel like the bottom of the totem pole? I'd have to say this is pretty much the case where I work. Uh, If you don't know already, if you're new to this show, I am an in-house designer, meaning that I'm pretty much the only person that does what I do. Nobody else really knows anything about what I do. Therefore, it's all big business. It's technology. There's engineers there. There's marketing people. There's salespeople. Just everything under the sun. It's your basic corporate business. And sometimes, you know, I get the feeling that people think that I don't pull my weight, that my job is more of a joke than theirs is. And I think this is probably something that happens to a lot of people. Another question, do people actually take you seriously? And some people do. You know, there's also people there that do customer service or data entry. And those jobs are almost like, well, I didn't go to college, so I'm going to do that kind of job. Now, I'm not trying to rip on those people at all. But I mean, there are jobs that are less technical than ours, but somehow because it's art, because it's quote unquote fun, some people just don't think that, that we deserve to make the money that we make or have the job that we have. Then we get into the thing where everybody thinks that they can do our job. And this night, this might not be totally serious, you know, maybe they don't think they can do every aspect of it, but I think at some point you're you're going to run into somebody who's who doesn't think that what you do is that important or doesn't think that it's ha- that hard. They think that oh, you, you made that flyer. Oh, well, I could just open up Word and do that kind of thing myself, and they don't understand. They just don't understand what goes into our job, what we have to do, all the things that we take into consideration when making a piece of artwork. Others also may not see the benefit from our work. And one of the biggest factors in that is there's not really always a noticeable return on investment when it comes to our work. Even if we have, even if we made like a magazine ad and that produced X amount of numbers of leads, that'd probably be as close as we get to actually seeing exactly what that piece of artwork brought back to the company. But in most cases, you're probably not going to be able to uh, see any kind of ROI or anything like that. So for the next topic, I kind of go back to a little bit of what we were talking about last week. And this one is, do we justify or just pass them by? Do the people that you work with, do they know what you do? Should you take the time to enlighten them about what you do, or should you just not even pay attention to them? And again, we talked about this a little bit last week, more in the fact that you're working with somebody and you want to tell them you know, why you want to change something or not. But now we're just talking about people that you might not work directly with, but maybe it's like a respect issue. 
You don't think they're respecting you because they don't know what goes into your job. And it's probably not the best idea to try and go around to everybody and say, well, I do this, this, and this, so I'm important here. I don't, I don't think that's an effective use of your time. And I don't think probably for a lot of people, they're not going to care anyways. And it's not really going to change their opinion about what you do. If you're working freelance, you can really take this kind of in another direction by saying that, well, if you have a client that thinks you're overpriced, thinks your quotes are too high, and you need to prove to them, you know, what I do is worth this money. And this is something that I do. Go ahead and offer for them to go out to other designers and get more quotes on the same project. Now, this is sometimes going to backfire. Sometimes you might lose a client or two. But for the most part, if you priced yourself according to the market, if you didn't overprice your stuff, then they're going to go out. And if they find somebody that does work on par with what you do, like their designs are, are as good as yours, not that you can really say that, but the same quality of work, they're probably not going to find a cheaper price. They're probably going to find a more expensive price. So this is just another way of justifying what your work is like, what it's what it's all about, how much it actually costs to get this stuff done. Now, my job also, I always get this, uh, they'll hand me a document and they'll say, make this look nice. And you might find this a bit in your job as well, where you're just seen as a person who kind of decorates things and, you know, you're not really contributing a, a service. You're just kind of making things look better. And again, this is just kind of a lack of respect as you're seen as someone who can't really contribute. You're not the one who actually wrote the copy on the document. You're not the one that came up with the stats for the matrix or whatever it is. You're just the person that makes it look better. And this is something that you really have to work to kill. You have to kill that idea that you're not somebody who communicates ideas through your artwork or through your designs. Because that's what we're really doing here. Especially on things like ads or like packaging. You're actually conveying a message to the people that look at that. And I guess, well, that pretty much goes for everything that we do. But sometimes it's seen more as decoration than actually creating something that interacts with the clients, with the, the people that view it. We also many times are thought of as having no marketing skills at all. And I found this in my job early on. I finally kind of positioned myself with all the people that work there. And now I've got a good relationship with them. But it took a long time for me to train my coworkers. And I say train because I had to keep saying these things over and over again to them until finally they believed me. Now, as designers going through school, we probably get not very much marketing training. But from what I've seen of the marketing professionals that I've worked with, they get little or no design training at all. And it's just little things like you're making a magazine ad. And to the marketing person, this is their their chance. This is their way to, to convey their message to the reader. So they want to put everything in there that they can get in there. They want to put three paragraphs of copy. They want to explain everything as much as they can. And 
you as a designer is just going, we can't do this. Nobody is going to read it. We have to cut it down to three sentences, not three paragraphs. We need to eclipse this whole idea in as little bit of copy as we possibly can, because people are lazy. People don't like to read. And then we have to assemble our imagery or our colors to direct that person to the copy to make them want to read it. This is something that a lot of people fall short of understanding. And it's it's sometimes those marketing people too, which is, it just kind of blows your mind because these people were trained to actually interact with people the same way that we were. The Keys to the Game, brought to you by techpodcast.com. Our key command today is for fade in Photoshop. And I'm going to assume that some of you out there probably don't use this very often. And some of you might not have ever heard of it before. But I think that you'll find that's very handy once you start using it. And you'll use it quite a bit. Now an example of this is if we put a Gaussian blur on something. And we went a little overboard but we already accepted the filter. This is a way that we can kind of fade it down a little bit or get rid of some of the effect without having to go back, command undo it, and go back through it again and do less fade. Excuse me, do less blur. So our keys for this on the Mac are command, shift, and F. On the PC, control, shift, and F. We talked a little bit before about knowing what you're worth and pricing yourself accordingly. And these are all things that we've talked about quite a bit, I think, throughout the first 30 episodes of this podcast. And you really do have to know what you're worth. Now, our profession has changed quite a bit over the last decade. And many of us can't really see this. We don't really even know it, probably, because... Well, they don't always teach you all the stuff that that designers used to have to do. Now, I'm sure some of us were in the game soon enough to know about things like RubyLith and and camera-ready artwork and all that. And let me tell you, it's a lot more fun to do it on the computer than it is doing those kind of things. So I think we're at a definite advantage. But it just goes to show, I mean, this, this field that we're in has become a lot more technical than it once was. And by technical, I mean, of course, using the computers. Now, I was surprised to see when I graduated that my degree was actually a Bachelor of Science. But then I started thinking about it, and, well, we really are in more of a computer science type of field now. Now, of course, we're not the code junkies. We don't stare at code all day. We don't program anything. But many of our apps that we use now are pretty expandable by knowing some sort of scripting. You know, ActionScript for Flash... There's uh, Mel if you're using Maya in 3D. Uh, the XML is finding its way into every single application that we use. And it's not to say that you're not technical if you don't use any of these scripting languages. There, there's definitely a technical side to everything that we do. And throw in the fact that you have to maintain your computer system as well, whichever operating system you're working on. You have to make sure that things go right. You have to make sure that your files don't get corrupted. There's all kinds of maintenance issues there. So it really is more of a technical business than maybe it once was. 
But also remember that just knowing the software doesn't really set you apart from others. It, it doesn't make you the technical professional that you are. It makes you a technical professional, but it doesn't necessarily make you a good designer. Pretty much anyone can go take a class or go look at some lynda.com movies and learn the applications that we use. It's not brain surgery. It's not really that hard. What sets us apart as designers, we have that special knowledge of how to communicate in a piece of artwork, how to market a product and, and get the, the correct audience looking at our ads, how to interact with people, basically. And these are the intangibles. These are the things that maybe nobody at your work can see, but it still exists there. And this is what makes us specialized. This is what sets us apart from the marketing people. This is definitely what sets us apart from people like engineers. But again, it's not always easy to see that worth. So you're probably going to take some flack. You're probably going to get some strange looks from people sometimes. But I think you just got to deal with it and shrug it off and say, well, who cares? You know, I'm, I'm having fun here. I'm making good money and I'm doing what I love. And just know that what we do, it does matter. It does make a difference. Now, I'm going to apologize for this podcast because I think my thoughts are just kind of all over the place and I can't really seem to grasp them all right now. But this is just such a broad topic and something that, again, I think everybody needs to think about in terms of, you know, what's your opinion on this whole thing? I'm sure everybody has gone through something like this before. Or if you haven't, you probably will at some point. And you got to decide like how you're going to how you're going to approach this or how you're going to deal with it. Now the website states that maybe we should replace the term graphic with communication. So instead of graphic designer, we would be communication designers. Now I'm not sure and this is totally my opinion. I'm not sure that a single term can lead to all these problems. But I do like the new term. Communication designer is very good. I find that, especially in my freelance work, I end up explaining to just about everybody what I do. Even on my business card, it outlines that I do web design, I do print, I do multimedia. I mean, any, anybody who thinks, anybody who may look at the term graphic design and say, oh, he only works with graphics. Well, they really shouldn't think that from the point that I've already pointed out that I do all these other things. So in my opinion, I don't think it's just one word that, that makes people go, oh, well, he just doodles around with pictures in Photoshop like I do at home. I don't think that if, if somebody has that attitude just from that one word, then they're pretty ignorant. And I'm not saying that nobody out there is like that because there probably are people out there like that. But if somebody is that stupid, I don't think you have to waste your time worrying about what they think. And there's always going to be ignorance out there as related to what we do. There's just people who find no worth in design or art or advertising. And it might not be that they just don't believe that it's worth something. It's just that they aren't willing to invest in it. And if you do freelance work, you're going to find this time and time again. Constantly, people are trying to drive down my prices. They don't think, they don't think a brochure is worth this much money. You know, but I think one thing that they fail to see is, first of all, the impact that it has on their clients. But second of all, how long they're going to be able to use that damn brochure. You know, they think, oh, 
I'm going to spend $1,000 or $1,500 for this one thing, but they don't realize that they're going to duplicate that, that brochure several thousands of times, and it's going to go to several thousands of people. So they're actually getting a whole lot of use out of it. But again, we're all going to have our opinions on this, and I really encourage everybody to get up on the forums and talk about it. And again, I hope everybody goes to this website and checks this out. And I think you probably will have some opinions formulated after you read what they have to say. Now that's what I call a rookie mistake. Our tip today is going to be kind of broad because I just kind of wanted to stick on the same subject. But really just, it's almost like a pep talk. You, you can't get discouraged by what others think about you in your workplace, what they think about what you do, whether they think it's worth anything or not. Because chances are they, they don't understand what you do or what it's worth to the company. All you have to do is take one look around, just walk out on the street and take a look around, and you'll see that design is a key component in any business. This is what connects the companies with the people. This is what drives sales. So, you know, if anybody gives you attitude about that, maybe this is just what you fall back on. This is this is what you remember, that if you weren't there doing what you do, then the product might not even sell, and those other people might not have their jobs. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. All right, finally, the website that I've been alluding to all day is www.beyondgraphic.org and it's just a simple little it's about six page website nothing fancy it's just getting the points across and i again recommend that everybody goes there and read every single word on there because there's some very good points made and just i don't know maybe try and figure out for yourself if you think that they're right do you think that being called a graphic designer is really holding us back because that's the first impression that people get. So they think that we, all we do is they think that we're one trick ponies, basically. I don't believe that, but maybe you will. Again, if you have opinions about it, put it up on the forum. I'd like to discuss with everybody and see what everybody thinks about it. If we do have any new listeners out there, first of all, welcome. And I would say the first thing you want to do is go up to the website Check out all the resources we have up there. If you go to the links page, there's lots of links, lots of resources, podcasts. You'll find a list of all the bullpen entries that we've had so far. All very good resources. And uh, if you want to join the forums, go ahead and do that too. Just go to the fast links on the homepage. So the second one down is the forums and you just register. Very quick process. And then you can get in the conversation with everybody else. We have over 80 people in there now, so it's getting pretty good. We have lots of great conversations going on. If you have a question, you can ask it there. And most likely it will be answered by someone. Uh, you can join our Frapper map. That too is in the Fast Links section. And basically just show us where you are on the map. Uh, special thanks to all the foreigners who have put, that, put their pins in the map out there. And I say foreigners only because I'm from the U.S. I don't mean anything derogatory about that. But it's really cool to see that... We've got a lot of people in Europe, and uh, actually someone in China, too, I believe, is on there. So it's really cool to see where everybody is around the world that's listening to this podcast. As always, you can contact me by using my email, 
which is adam at rookiedesigner.com. You can Skype me at username titanstrides. You can call the voicemail line, which is 619-573-4043. Or you can go to myspace.com slash rookiedesigner and become my friend and talk to me that way. As always, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, subscribing. Once again, if you did have, if you are having any problems getting any of the episodes, please let me know so that I can fix that problem as quickly as possible. And just remember, everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's high.